0: All right. Welcome back, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to my show, Dear Professional Get Me Right. Um, We are going to have a great conversation tonight about homeschooling and, um, you know, ways to discipline the children and just ways to kind of stay on top of it and make sure our children stay ahead during this pandemic. Um, but before we get into it, let's go ahead and take a moment to detox. Um, we're going to take three deep breaths, and then we are going to hop into this conversation. Um, so, one. As you take your deep breaths, just kind of let all your thoughts that you're having float away. Two. Two. And three. All right. So here we go. Introduce yourself for me, Summer. Tell me, um, tell us all a
1: little bit about you, what you do. Okay. So I am Summer. I am an educator. I've been in the educational system for nine years now. I'm also an entrepreneur. I have an organization called the Creation Academy which is an organization that focuses on entrepreneurship and stealing that into youth. And, uh, I do different programs. The main program that I'm focusing on right now is called the DM, which is the direct message to and from youth. And we just utilize scenarios to teach kids, uh, different ways to act when put into different situations on the street or in school or wherever you are.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, and so you are uh, currently a teacher, right? Yeah, I'm currently a teacher. Yep, this is my ninth year.
1: Okay. So, and you're also a mother. I am a new mother. I am. He will be one years old in two more weeks. Okay.
0: Awesome. Um, So, uh, but you do have a, a child that you homeschool too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I have a 13-year-old bonus son who's bonus yeah I like
0: that thank you (laughs) a bonus son yes
1: my bonus baby he is 13 he's in the seventh grade and he is doing virtual school at home
0: okay so um tell us from a teacher standpoint on what it's like to be doing virtual teaching during this pandemic and also from a parenting because I know you know with him being at home that you're helping him with schoolwork and everything Mm -hmm. how is that for you as a teacher balance um
1: it's a mess however it is (laughs) (laughs) happening but what the the thing is is just being a new mother and having a baby that depends so much on me and then trying to be active as a teacher on the computer so how it looks for me is me waking up to go to work and fortunately for me my baby will still be asleep for about an hour or two before uh, my day begins but then I'm waking up the bonus baby. So he's up doing his work, but I'm going to have to stop a couple of times just to make sure that he's still active logging in or doing what he's supposed to do, have to stop feed the baby. So it is a balance, but what helps is just having some type of organization and trying to prepare the breakfast while the babies are asleep or fixing the breakfast the night before or whatever it is that, is that you have, you know, you have to get done the next day, trying to get it prepared while you have some downtime.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, okay
1: so that that's a lot (laughs) it is it is is a lot but you know we got to do it we have to do it so we just got to get it done it's been a balance just being a new mother and then being in the education and then having to work from home but I do love it so I wouldn't change it for the world I do like being able to be an active teacher and an active mother and parent while at home
0: yeah Yeah, it sounds ideal uh, as far as, like, being able to be at home and protect their family for sure. Um, But what about, what um,
1: are you experiencing with your students whose parents have to go to work and everything? Uh, What I've been experiencing is uh, I've been hearing a lot of parents complain that they can't make their child do work if they're not there. Uh, Like, you know, if I'm doing giving a test and I'm the type Mm -hmm. of teacher, if I'm giving a test and it's 1 o'clock, And 120, you little Johnny has not logged on. Then I'm calling Johnny's mama, daddy, grandma, whatever contact that I can reach and let them know, like, hey, um, I'm giving it. currently giving a test, it's not going to be open that long. And he has not logged on, although he's in my class, he's not active, his camera isn't on, so I'm not sure if he's asleep. So in a situation like that, then the parent will typically give me the child's cell phone number. So then I'm calling the child's cell phone like, hey, you know, you're in class. You need to do your test. So it just depends on, you know, we just have to be a uh, work as a village. And Mm -hmm. it's just it helps when you have parents who see the value in education and know the value of their child just getting this work done. So when they work as a team and will give me the number, then I think that that will be something that will help. So. Uh, a lot of parents can't be at home so I know that's a struggle so you can incorporate things like timers and uh, where the child has to call you at a certain time or if you're calling them you know rotate take hours just to make sure that they know that they're they have somebody who's going to hold them accountable if you're not logged on or you don't call me to let me know why you're not logged on by a certain time
0: right okay um so I mean I would say that's one of my issues too and I, I appreciate teachers like you because all teachers are not like that Um, you know I have my son is in the fourth grade and his teacher will call me on a regular basis she'll send me a text message and everything she'll shoot me an email and then my daughter is in high school and her teachers will never reach out to me
1: or say anything mm-hmm. and I'm a high school teacher so I, a lot of high school teachers feel that the the high school students should be grown enough to make those decisions and uh but i personally feel like you know they're still a child so they are. We have to do our part to make sure it's it's our job to make sure the child is successful so if it just will take a quick 30 second phone call as an educator to call a parent and say hey such and such isn't logged on can you see what's mm-hmm. going on or you know i think it should that should definitely happen and more educators absolutely. should take that more seriously absolutely um i just actually got an email
0: from my ninth graders teacher um saying oh well she's really quiet in class um and she doesn't she doesn't speak or do anything in class Uh I mean she doesn't speak in class um so I don't know you know what's going on with her is she okay I'm like well is she doing her work you. can you hear me mm-hmm. you said she's really quiet in class yeah like the teacher's concern was that she was quiet in class and I'm like well is she doing the work and she's like well her work is fine but she's quiet in class and i'm like well she's not required to talk in class like
1: no, that's not a requirement but as a, as a teacher i guess how that works is we have certain responsibilities when the principal or whoever's evaluating you will come to the class to observe you during the virtual setting. So what they would like to see is student participation. But as an educator, I can't make your child talk. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm assuming she may just be trying to cover herself. If I am assuming, I hope that's what she's doing. Cause she can't make your baby talk. Right. She cannot. The only thing she can do is just incorporate something called cold calling, and with cold calling and with virtual learning, they have so many different apps that you can put with Zoom, and it will randomize where it was a call the student's name, whatever you know, like a wheel, like you just imagine a spinning wheel with all the kids' name, and wherever it stops on, that student has to respond and answer a question. Mm-hmm. So she can do things like that to make it seem as if you know everybody is should be participating, but if one particular child is quiet it's something new for everybody you know i wouldn't want to talk too much either i mean you yeah. can't really see me online <laughs> and, that,
0: and that's what i told her i'm like well she's she's naturally a quiet side kid like even mm-hmm. if she was in your class she wouldn't do a lot of talking until she found somebody in the class who she was comfortable with and if she was comfortable with nobody in that class she wouldn't talk in that class
1: exactly and this is virtual right there uh-huh. she, yep
0: she yeah. um so yeah, but my my biggest thing is attendance with my children because I'm not home. So, um, the teachers will, especially my high schooler, they'll count her absent, and she, even though she comes into the class, um, okay,
1: okay, so that's because her lot. So
0: camera is the- not on or because she's not responding. Uh
1: huh. Okay, so I don't know the district she's in. So certain districts do allow teachers to do that. I don't do that. So but okay. so about me, I'm a special education teacher, so I'm considered a co-teacher. So I'll be in the classroom with the general education teacher. So my responsibility is not the role for everyone, only just the small population of kids that I work with. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, when I go in to do the role for my students, I see that, okay, I have five students who are here. Let me mark them present. But then the general ed teacher, she may come back and do role later on, maybe 45 minutes within class. And if the students who have already marked present, if they don't respond, then she will in turn mark them absent. I don't know if that method is just to force students to actively be engaged however i just feel if the work is getting done the child has taken the time to log on they're they're getting the work done you, act, you see that they've actively worked or they turned in the assignments that i think some of those things are just small things to a giant i just wouldn't get hung up and, you know disrupt my class and make a big deal about mm-hmm. a child not turning on the camera or you know just try to be creative as an educator to to make those opportunities for these students to respond right
0: i think um well, not even. I think I know for the county that my children are in, it's obvious that, um, you know, these teachers were not prepared for homeschooling, and they don't have the the skills to actually, you know, teach in a in a virtual setting. Um, so like, what it seems like to me when I sit down and try to help my children with their schoolwork, it's like, you know, the information for the work is all over the place and hard to find and. Uh, so their assignments are pretty easy to su- uh, find but then when you open up the assignment I'm like well where do we find these answers at like what is going on with this
1: and it- yeah so they don't have clear instructions so yes. then that just leaves too many open doors and you don't have a teacher to just walk into that classroom or knock on that door to ask for assistance mm-hmm. so an opportunity like that they, they should the teacher should have some type of office hours incorporated into zoom where the child knows they can pop in from this time to that time uh, where uh, it won't be a class going on yeah so you know they can use those opportunities to get work but child, leave a class comment if it's in google classroom but we just have to you know just be adults about it and i think you know teachers are still humans at the end of the day you know we're still people so they may sometimes get in their feelings about certain situations of that we're having to Uh, do this virtual learning and do face-to-face with certain students and uh they just don't handle it the right way yeah
0: okay so what what suggestions do you have for parents trying to manage homeschooling and working full-time
1: um organization i would incorporate a schedule um and then you know just have open and clear communication with my child's teachers uh I would just be a lot of parents aren't as responsive as we would like them to be when we reach out. Uh, so just maybe take initiative to reach out to your child's teacher to see where your child is, see if they're actively logging in. Um, And then what I did with my bonus son is I made a an assignment checklist. So every day when he wakes up, he goes to this checklist and he writes all of his missing assignments that he had for whatever that day is. And then that's what he works on before the 9 15 class starts and during the, the lunch break and then when school is over. And then uh it's so this it gives him a visual so he'll know what's missing. It gives me a visual so I'll know what's missing. And then it puts the responsibility back on the child to be able to have to write down so they see visually. Okay, this is what's on my portal, this is what I have to do today. It's written here. Okay, I'm gonna have a I made a column where when you turn it in. Uh, what your score was, uh, you know, so it's just organization. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely do that. And then, like I said earlier, I will also incorporate a timer, whether it's hourly, just depends on how your child's schedule is set up. Um, they have 90 minute classes, then make sure you're calling five minutes before school, the class starts to make sure your child is logged on. It's going to be a lot of extra work on the parents part but is necessary if your child's education is important to you so you know just call five minutes before class make sure you're logged on um if you feel like your child is responsible enough to just set their own timers then you guys can sit down on on sunday make the timers for the week so then when the timer goes off your child won't get a phone call from you the phone call is this timer going off to note okay i gotta get my behind in this class and get this work done and then as a parent you can just do a follow up to say hey are you in class mhm so that was yeah. my main suggestion to just get some a schedule set uh have some accountability partners and then get that organizational uh template with all your child's work that should be done for that day or that week or how often you want to assess it.
0: yeah okay that's good that's good information um especially with the timers like i i'm terrible with time so my- <laughs> Realize it's time for a class to start. It'll be
1: forty minutes in the class <laughs> see you so. gotta do them timers like it works it works Getting, you know kids if we they need structure even though they act like they want to roam free, but they actually crave structure and they will thrive in a structured environment,
0: yeah um, one of the things <clears throat> that it that it's hard to get used to when you say that um you know about the timer. Like for me, because they're not going, I it used to only be one timer, you know, and that was the wake up timer to get mm-hmm. to school. But now it's not just the wake up timer, like I gotta, you know, set timers for each every and every period. Time, everything uh-huh.
1: had to do that before, yep. um, So then that will just take, you know, like on a Sunday as a family, maybe y'all can just set the timers. For, for that day, so you they'll know Monday, and then you know with with the iPhone, I know you can have it repeat every day that you yeah. want it to. So turn it off on the weekend, so then you only have to do it that one time
0: for the week. Mm-hmm. Re- mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so what about the actual education that the children are receiving? Like, do you share the concern with a lot of um, chatter that I hear on um, with students falling behind
1: in school due to the mm-hmm. pandemic? I definitely do. Uh, I think it does definitely depends on the particular child's uh, intellectual ability. And with the population of students that I work with, I can see the difference. I think that um, they, for one, they're just lacking the adult supervision that they will have in the school building. Because if they are they were inside my class, then I can ensure you're not going to have your cell phone in your, your hand. You're not going to have your air. Pods playing any music but when you at home i can't make sure that you're a hundred percent focused on whatever it is i'm trying to teach you mm-hmm. so with the certain types of students who don't have that that ability to just focus then if they're going to get distracted by the tv and distracted by the the instagram or whatever it is that they have going on then those types of students have been falling behind i have noticed that um what what I can say is that the type of learning style that a child has does contribute to how they perform in this virtual world because it's mainly just visual. And uh, a lot of our babies are tactile learners. They want to touch, they want to feel, they want to see something. Mm-hmm. So I think that it has affected those types of students who have that type of learning style. But it can be fixed. It can be solved. I know some certain some school districts have incorporated some after school program for kids to come and get that that one-on-one or the small group uh instruction uh so i think parents can look into that depending on what district your your child is in um but it has definitely affected our babies it definitely has affected our babies um educational system has being closed down has affected them in a negative way not everybody some kids are still thriving some are definitely still thriving uh but it has affected a, a vast yeah. amount of them, but I don't think that it's it's broken. I think that it's just something that it, it was just a learning curve for everybody, and the ones who have not been able, to, some of the students who have not been able to just roll with the punches. Uh, I think that what they have just been lacking is just getting the 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 whole group instruction. But they get the work done. But are they learning? I don't know. Right? You know, that's that's yeah. the thing You know, I can give them the give them the information. I can deliver it to the best of my ability. But I can't make sure that they're getting it the same manner that I would if they were in mm-hmm. my classroom.
0: Yeah, I definitely um, even even in my own children, um, whether or not they are retaining it, I definitely think that they, they are not. They're doing what they need to do to get by, pass, so mm-hmm. and that they're not getting in trouble. And um, you know, it's it's when they turn that paperwork in, it's over. Like they're not mm-hmm. remembering.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again you know then I, like i like i said i think it's just the individual child too because there's some kids who they're just good students they're going to be a great student whether they're virtual learners or whether they're in person mm-hmm. they just have it in the, like they know the importance of learning so
0: i have one of those said it again i have one i said i have one like that, oh but see, my... that, that's
1: good so you know you, see, so you can see <laughs> the difference that it didn't affect like just look you have two in the same household so that means they have the same dynamics of everything in the household but one may be thriving and one may not be thriving because sometimes Mm -hmm. it just goes back to the individual's choice and what they feel is important
0: yeah definitely um okay so as a um as a parent and a teacher um what are some discipline techniques uh that you can suggest uh, for students who are not being responsible um, you know not logging in on time not turning in those assignments on time um uh, not adhering to the schedule um what are what's some good tips that you can give as far as discipline for them
1: i would depends on the type of learner that your your child is uh this will be too deep so I'll just brief i'll just make it brief or simplify if you, based on your child being a right brain learner or a left brain learner whichever part of their brain is stronger then you can okay. do some wait wait, wait 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 go go
0: in more on that
1: how would i know whether or not my child is a little and left then that's, brain that's why i said right. that's gonna just be you know based on you have to know how your <laughs> child is so like most people who have a, a stronger right brain they're bigger they see the bigger picture and things so like you know it's always just the big picture versus the little small details. They may see the, the forest, but not the tree. So with a left brain strong person, they're into the details. They're into logic. Um They're going to be good at vocabulary, just basic words. And just, they can read really well, but a a right brain person will be able to uh comprehend better. So it just has to be what it's, there are several different tests that you can take to tell whether you have a right brain or left brain which one is the the strongest for you and then you know with the right brain most right brain strong people are more sociable so the left brain people are the shy ones so you know just you have to know your child so well that right there just summed it up for me that that was perfect (laughs) (laughs) so based on that then you can either with discipline is either the take you can either take something from a child or make them earn something so different kids are going to respond differently based on the strength of their brain so mm-hmm. uh a lot of parents the first thing they think oh i'm gonna take the game i'm gonna take this however why don't you try keeping it all and then making them earn it they can see their game they mm-hmm. can see their tv they can see their cell phone but you ain't gonna get it until you earn it
0: Yep, yeah. that's so funny because um i do that with my son um yeah, I, I just take his controller and once he does what he's supposed to do, I let him get it back. But yeah. I, I never thought about it
1: in the aspect that you just mm-hmm. said. Like, you know, some um, kids, you can take something from them and they not, they're not going to be bothered. Like, that doesn't bother them. Like, okay, that's fine. You took mm-hmm. that. That's fine. But if they see something they want and you are not going to buy it for them, what like you know like you you know the certain kids mm-hmm. like oh i want this like I'm oh, please and then that, that's when you get the tantrum you're not gonna get a tantrum right. when you take something away you might get a tantrum when you withhold me from getting something that i desire so I right. use those discipline uh strategies with, with my child uh whatever it is that, that you know they really desire they really won't either take that from them or make them earn it
0: mm-hmm. that's really good advice um one of the things that i did too um was i implemented house books so um you know they like to go to the store and get a lot of junk food and everything so instead of them just asking me for it when we at the store and everything i went to um sam's club and i bought all their favorite different types of snacks and everything and i keep it locked up in my closet in my bedroom
1: uh, um because i'm i'm
0: during the day, and so when they do their assignments and everything on time they uh, l- cl- logged in the class um on time, and then they have different things that they can do around the house to earn the house books um then they can come in and they can spend whatever house bucks they earn and vice versa yes they don't have to pay me house bucks when they
1: don't log in on time and when they don't um
0: uh do something that right, I right. I so that's a,
1: that's definitely a that's but, a great strategy to make it house bucks it is essentially just Making them earn it or taking it away. But calling it, that's mm-hmm. that's a good idea. So I think that's something that they can incorporate too in their household house books. That's cute.
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. That's
1: just like a token system in school. So, you know, if I was in the classroom, then I'd do a token system. So it was essentially the same thing. So it just depends on the student. I either take tokens away from them or either allow them to earn it. Everybody has their own different mm-hmm. token board.
0: Right. And so... um I just want to circle back real quick to, um, you know, the the children struggling in school and everything. So if if you have a student who is struggling to understand something and their, I think it was right brain or the Mm -hmm. shy ones, uh, so they're, they're right brain and they're struggling to understand something. They don't feel comfortable reaching out to their teachers and stuff like are just having trouble understanding what's going on in the classroom, period. What do you um, suggest to those parents to help those students get to where they need to be? Um, you know, what type of um, like online tutoring or whatever can they do? I know some schools offer the tutoring, but um, like with my my elementary school and my middle schooler, um, it's every Wednesday at five PM. Well, sometimes at five, I'm not here yet. Um, so like they'll miss that sometimes or um, you know, they'll be asleep because they've been up since six o'clock in the morning or whatever. So what other um methods where they could just go and practice? Like, do you know any sites you can suggest? Um, or, um, well I would any just
1: depend on the grade level, but Moby Max is good for Kindergarten or pre k all the way up to eighth grade um you can get a free account with with Moby Max to do limited things uh and I will well, also suggest i x l and those are two websites that they're they're probably using in class, so that will just mm-hmm. be a, another reinforcer for them to do and uh with uh Moby Max, they have math and they also have reading and they have science and social studies, so you can get all of those subjects for your child and then
0: uh, Moby Max is mm-hmm. free. Moby
1: Max is free they have they do have a free account but it's limited access with the free account.
0: Okay. Cause I know IXL um I actually just recently learned about IXL. So my, my ninth grader uh struggles with math. So um I've been looking in the IXL. Mm-hmm. yeah I love
1: IXL it's progressive too. Extra
0: Oh cool. So um Moby Max spell M-O-B-Y-M-A-X.
1: M-O-B-Y-M-A-X. Okay Awesome. and then you can also do easy CBM uh easy then see like cat be like boy and like mother uh, and they have reading comprehension passages and math calculation and math reasoning activities and I think that goes up to eighth grade as well when we get to the high schoolers it seems like with the high school those programs aren't free however most school accounts do have access to reading plus if your child is struggling with just reading uh and that will help them with their fluency help them with just phonetic reading and it's not curriculum based so you won't be Mm -hmm. you know i think that a lot of parents just focus on what's in the curriculum but some kids are just struggling as a reader so i'm not going to understand everything that's going on in physics and american government if i still have not mastered basic reading from third grade fifth grade seventh grade or where whatever it is so i think that reading plus is good for a child to just do every day or three or four times a week i have my students work on it five days a week every day we're doing reading plus whether it's 20 minutes a day or whatever it is but reading plus i would recommend and uh usa test prep if you're just looking for just some some test us taking activities then i would do usa test prep but I would my main three okay. would just be IXL, Moby Max, and Reading Plus. Okay.
0: Now with um freshmen, so this is something that I um I speak to my daughter a lot about. Um, and that is being able to write a good essay, my freshmen. Um, any um suggestions on helping them write good essays?
1: Ooh, well, I would say to do it by chunks. So I would just, of course, start with my introduction. And this is the simplest way that I have I learned when I was in, eleme- in uh, elementary, middle school, high school, and I just stuck with it. Uh, and that's just based on what you're writing about, then you're going to, it's going to be a five paragraph essay. Your introduction is going to just be your main point. And all three things that you're going to think of, talk about in the essay, that's going to be introduced in your introduction. So if I'm writing an essay about, the things that I love to do for fun, if the three things that I love to do for fun is eat, sleep, and go to the mall, then those are my three points that I introduce in my introduction. Now, each paragraph is gonna be about each of those things. Paragraph number two is gonna be about eating. Paragraph number three is gonna be about sleeping. Paragraph number four is about going to the mall. So then all my focus for those paragraphs will be about that. And I would just do them one at a time, do my introduction, Boom. Now I'm going to write my second paragraph only about eating. Then my third paragraph only about this. And then my fifth paragraph, which is my conclusion, is going to sum everything up that I wrote. Awesome.
0: Yeah. That sounds good. Um... Let me see. That definitely answered my question. My baby down there screaming. So that's uh, that
1: balance. That work-life balance and he down there screaming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see and let's do you have any suggestions for parents to improve the homeschool experience overall uh,
1: be patient with your child uh be very uh, open and communicate with your child's teacher and encourage your child to reach out to us. We love for our students to show an interest in their education. Like, I love for a student to reach out to me, and be like, hey, Miss Hutchins, I forgot this. I turned in my assignment late. You know, I love that. Like, I'm like, wow, they really care about Or do I have much, how much more time do I have before I can do this? You know, whatever it is. Like, I love for my mm-hmm. kids to show a genuine concern in their education. So encourage your child to reach out to the students. Let them see the value in that as well. Yeah. I hope not so
0: encouraging to reach
1: out. Okay. And then so
0: that was all great information. Do you have anything else you want to share with parents?
1: Um that is about it. Be patient with your child, be open and communicate with your child's teacher. Encourage them to and just get you a schedule and get organized. Have fun, don't be stressed about this. It's everybody in the whole America has experienced this. We're getting through it and we're making the best of it.
0: Yeah. So um tell us, um, is there anything you want to share about um your business? Oh, the Creation
1: Academy, the what I want to I want to invite any panelists if you have something that you think is important to say to our youth during our scenarios. I would love to invite you out. We will be starting back up filming in March. So I would encourage all of you, if you have something to say, that uh, you've had a story to tell, you've had some experiences that you think will be uh, useful for our students to hear, we encourage you to reach out to myself. Uh, I can be reached on Instagram at Creation Academy, or you can feel free to send me an email, summer.hutchins. At gmail.com or info at the creationacademy.com. Okay.
0: It's so much for
1: C H E N S.
0: Awesome. Thank you <laughs> so much. So, um, with those recordings, like, um, let's talk about the uh, the DMs just for one second before we close out. Um, kind of give us um, an example of how that goes and what you guys kind of okay, talk about. Okay, so like
1: an example of a scenario that I will give my students, uh, we have something called In That Order. That's one of the, the parts of the program. So In That Order is where I'll give the students a scenario and say, put these people in order in the name that. You would call them or put this in order. So an example is, if you were stuck and you needed to get home and you needed somebody to get you an Uber, who will be the first person you will call? Put them in order. And I gave them three options: your father, your teacher, or a friend. And as you see, mother was not an option because the first thing, them baby, I won't call my mom. I'm nope, no. So Mm -hmm. I would have (laughs) to put them in order. So they will put them in order, and the most popular one was their teacher. So teacher was number one, then wow. friend and wow. then dad. So out of that, only 17% of my students would call their dad first. So, you know, I give them scenarios like that. And then from that, that drives a conversation and that is called in that order. So then another one is, um, let's, um, don't type about it, talk about it. So, and excuse me, don't talk about it, type about it. So in that I'll give them a scenario And it may be, what would you do? So it would be if you was in a car with one of your homeboys and he come to pick you up and y'all, he's like, yeah, come ride with me somewhere. So y'all on the road riding and the police get behind you. So now your homeboy like, hey, man, this car stolen. I ain't tell you, man, you hopped in here with me, but yeah, I stole this car. So now what you going to do? You going to tell your homeboy, hey, pull over, let me out. Or you going to tell him, man, just hit it. Let's just run from the police. We don't care enough about them folk or see. Are you going to encourage him and just pull over? uh, Let's just do this the right way. So I give them that. And then they have to type on their phone what they would do. And it's anonymous. Nobody knows who's saying what unless you put your name at the end. So then all their responses come up on the screen. And then we all look at the responses and that drives the discussion. And we just listen to the kids talk amongst themselves to us before we even give an opinion. And honey, Mm -hmm. when we get a scenario, Mm -hmm. do you know? That sixty-seven percent of them kids said that they would tell their friend or just hit it. Man, rough on them folk. don't pull over, work. like. But this is this is our society. Like these are how our kids think. They were encouraged. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and the funny thing is that next week, two of my students who were in the DM stole a car. And here they wow. come. Miss, I just I should have listened to the, in the scenario. Cause I didn't, she just told me to get in at school. Yeah. One girl was at mm-hmm. school. She got into a teacher's car with her friend. Her friend was in there listening to the radio, like get in. He left his keys in the car. Let's get in. So she just get in thinking it's cute to listen to music in the car until her friend put that thing in drive. Oh, so yeah. So oh. then it changed the whole shit. So I told her to pull over to let me out. I didn't want to do it. But she ended up getting expelled. And this wow. was like in April, she got expelled. So then that just messed her up from April to May. That messed that one little decision messed that girl up a semester. Wow. So, yeah, that's why it's important to me because these kids, they just think so off the wall sometimes. And it's just important for them to hear, for mm-hmm. us to first hear how they think. Then for us to come in and say, Well, no, maybe y'all should try this, or why would you do this? But you know, do it in a loving way where they feel comfortable and it's safe, and you know, we able to joke and laugh about it.
0: Absolutely. Okay, well, that is definitely interesting. I hope um people reach out um after hearing this podcast. Any students who are Um,
1: listening, we are recruiting students uh ages 14 to 20 to be on the panel. So we are always looking for kids to come in to be a part of the DM. We have about eight kids at a time, and we are always looking for other youth who have an opinion, who aren't scared to share their opinion. And, of course, they have to get parent permission.
0: Okay. Awesome. I might have to um, send my baby your way. She's so (laughs) quiet, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's
1: not going to say nothing. She's quiet
0: no but thank you so much for your time summer um i really appreciate you coming on and hopefully um some people got some good tips to take away uh, on their homeschool journey with their kids for the rest of this pandemic right, school year <laughs> yeah. all right thank you all right. thank you ma'am no problem okay. i'll talk all to right, you bye. again soon All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. That concludes another awesome episode of Dear Professional Get Me Right. Um, I really appreciate you. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at MiaAlexandraLLC at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. That's going to be at MiaAlexandraLLC. I'm always here, always available Um, Shout out to Summer Hutchison in the Creation Academy. Again, you can follow her at at Miss Hutchison or at the Creation Academy. Um, Shout out to Vonnie McMillan. She was our guest from the first episode. Um, You can find her at um, at Vonnie McMillan on Instagram. Uh, Her clothing line is called um, Vonnie McMillan. And then shout out to um, Black Honey Co. and Black Honey Candles. Um, we will be giving away a candle for this episode, um, January the twenty. I'm sorry, January thirty first, um, on Instagram Live. So uh, shout out to the winner of that candle, and uh, thank you everyone. Be safe until next time.